Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply pushed you to buy it. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Oh, hello. Hello. 651-641-1071. What is a thing that you thought you'd never buy? Like you for sure were never going to buy this thing. And then there was a pandemic and you were like, well, you know, you only live once. Maybe I should buy this thing. 651-641-1071. Bradley, does anything jump to your mind? <laughs> well, I mean, I've had several pandemic purchases. I think probably the one that I uh, did not foresee, but finally pulled the trigger and bought uh, in the last year was a vacuum sealer. Oh, my God. And oh. I'm so glad I did. I can't recommend it highly enough. I, know, I cannot believe you waited on that. I know. That, that well, I needed is, That's like a useful purchase. It is very much a useful purchase. Mm-hmm. You needed what? I needed it, like I, because I, I like to freeze stuff. God, that sounds so sad. Um, but I like to freeze I like things. To freeze I'm things. a freezer. <laughs> no, but I purchased a lot of bulk items because I like yeah. to buy in bulk. Because the pandemic taught me I got to buy in bulk. Toilet and paper. So I go et to the Costco's and I buy in bulk, and then I divvy it up and I vacuum seal a crap out of it. But um, I, it's one of those things that for years I was like, I don't need that. I don't really need that. Just get a freezer bag. It mm-hmm. makes a world of difference. Can I just tell you, in the few months that I've had it, it has uh, paid for itself. Oh, I love the vacuum sealer. 651-641-1071. What's the thing you thought you'd never buy, but then a uh, pandemic hit, and so you bought it? Holly, who do we have on the line? Let's start with Kari. Hi, Kari. Kari, what is the thing you'd never thought you'd buy, but then uh, the pandemic hit, and so you bought it? I bought an above-ground pool. Oh, nice. Okay, you and so many others. Are you so happy you did it, though? So we called it our Jerry Springer pool. (laughs) And I was literally in it every single day. So you've gotten the value out of it. A hundred percent. And we threw it in the garbage and we're going to buy a new one this spring. Okay, so what kind did you get? Did you get one of those like Inatech rubber ones that you inflate the outer ring and then you fill it up? Yes, exactly, okay. and it comes with a filter, so the yep. water stays clean. The only thing that isn't included is the cover. You have to get the cover, and that keeps it warm, so it's key. Good to know. All right, that's See, good to know. now everybody knows. Oh, I love it that you threw it away, and you're going to get another one. Thanks for your call, Kari. I'm not kidding you. So many people I know got those ding-dang above-ground pools, 
and floated around all summer long in those. Well, and you know what that also reminded me of? And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. Uh, and I know you can because you bought one, too. Um, those space heaters outdoor. Did you guys buy a oh, patio heater? Oh, heck yeah. yes. Yeah. Heck yes. Um, we bought one of those and we bought a propane fueled um, fire pit. Oh, sure. So that we could extend our outside time, yeah, because that's how we're sure. seeing people. And guess what's going to get fired up again this weekend? Mm-hmm. Well, you won't even need it this weekend. It's going to be sixty degrees. You won't I need know, no fire. But, but come like evening time, yeah. you know, if you want to just like sit and watch the sunset, you might want to fire something up. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's the thing you thought you'd never buy, but the pandemic pushed you to buy it? Who do we have on the line now, Holly? Let's go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, what's that thing that you never thought you'd buy, but the pandemic forced you? Well, I bought a townhome. Wow. That's kind of a big deal. In Florida? Yeah. Uh, We've been looking, my husband and I, for years, something to finally retire into, but we're like a decade away still. But when the pandemic hit, the prices dropped in Florida because the pandemic numbers were pretty high there, and we could finally afford it. So we just pulled the trigger, and now we're renting it out with, Airbnb and all that kind of stuff until we can oh, afford to retire. It. But yeah, good for you. Congrats. Okay, that's genius. Congratulations. Now you have um, a place to uh, whisk away to. And Thank feel you. free to um, send us there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Come on down. Thanks, Lisa. Have a great day and congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, 651-641-1071. What's the thing you never thought you'd buy, but the pandemic pushed you? Who do we have next? Charles is next. Hello, Charles. Charles, what's that thing you bought? Oh, my God. I never in a million years thought I would get one, but we got a bidet. <laughs> wow. I was, I, not so expecting. was not expecting I that. I won't live without it. <laughs> so what was this just like a late night Instagram or like you were just like flipping around the Internet and saw an ad or like what prompted the What was it about the pandemic purchase? that inspired you to get the bidet? The- the lack of toilet paper. Oh, oh duh. I didn't even think right? about that. Oh, my so gosh. A, you, you use a lot less, plus they're just amazing. Heated seats, heated water, air dryer. This thing's amazing. Oh my God. Can I ask, um, how much does it, something like that set you back? It, so it was under $300. Oh, that's not too bad. No way. Yeah. Amazon, for sure. Now, does it hook onto your existing you toilet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a seat that hooks on and plugs in and has water going to it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, but it was my like word. 15 well, minutes to install it and it changed my life. Get one. They're awesome. All right. Thank you, Charles. Thanks, that, Charles. Again, that was a delight. Um, I really liked the question, how much does one of those set you back? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have any other callers, Holly? Yeah, Mary Jane's on the line. All right, perfect. Mary Jane will have the last word. Hey, Mary Jane, what is the thing you never thought you'd buy, but the pandemic forced you? A uh, boat. Oh. Uh, like is, a yacht or? Um, it's, it's a deck boat. So the best part is, is it looks like a speedboat on the outside, but on the inside it's like a pontoon. So you can fit like eight people in this thing. It's got a really fast motor. You can do some tubing. There's lots of cocktails. Oh my gosh, wow. I've never seen What's one of these. What's it called, a deck boat? Yeah, it's a hurricane deck boat. Huh. Well, look at you. <laughs> I bet you're excited to get back on that thing. Well, thank you for your call. Thank you. All right. <laughs> 
when we I've come back. I've never heard of a hurricane deck boat, but that's a thing. Neither have I. Yeah. I know. Now I'm looking at it. It looks kind of awesome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's Friday. And you know what Friday means. Cheat day. It means we're going to cheat. We got a little something to nibble on, and we're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. What do we do on Fridays, y'all? Eat! It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And on Fridays, don't sound so excited. It's uh, what we call cheat day. It's what we call cheat day. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Well, we're gonna. What is this thing that you gave me? Um, okay, so like you can't read. What if I can't? <laughs> what if I can't? You tell me. Oh boy. Oh, that was awkward. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, no, uh, what the listener can't see, dear listener, is that I provided to Colleen and Holly something called Reese's peanut butter cups, Mallow Top. Marshmallow flavored cream with milk chocolate, naturally and artificially flavored. Basically, you guys, it's a Reese's peanut butter cup, but the top half is a marshmallow topping. Uh, it really nervous. just looks like a chocolate top, like a white chocolate. That's why I'm, well, is this special for the Easter? Easter season? Yeah, because of marshmallow and Easter. So, this is an Easter experience, uh, only available for Easter because it's Easter experience. Did you say Easter? Yeah. Okay. If you guys, I don't care if you guys want to take a bite while I tell you this. I'm, I'm not. I won't be mad at you. Um, I don't smell a lot of mallow. Are you getting a whiff of I mallow? I smell peanut butter. That's what I smell mostly. So the reason why I feel like this might be okay. Sometimes, uh, when we do s'mores rather than do a Hershey's bar, we will do. Um, Reese's peanut butter cup and that with the melty marshmallow is yummy and that's what I'm hoping this will give me the vibe of as it were Um, your thoughts as you've eaten it tastes like a peanut butter cup Mm -hmm. I got a faint whiff in the back of my throat lucky of Of marshmallow but it's not forward at all in fact, mm-hmm. I don't know that you'd have a very easy time figuring out what it is. It just tastes you know, like a peanut butter cup. It really does not taste different. Here, I'm going to try something. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, no, I don't like it. It doesn't I'm taste different, end. but you don't like it? No, I, I, right when I said I don't like it, I was starting to get the oh. a different flavor. Like, I, it's, it starts... It's so, like... It starts tasting like a peanut butter cup, and you're really excited about it. And then about halfway through, all your dreams are taken away from you because it doesn't finish like a peanut butter cup. So you don't get like that, like real chocolatey. Okay, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to eat it upside down and put the mallow in my tongue. Yeah, I couldn't even taste the marshmallow elements. It's it's very weak. It just tastes like sugar to me. And not good. It's just not good. Because no. the problem is with the marshmallow top, it has a waxy texture, mm-hmm. and the peanut butter cup kind of has a chalky chocolate texture. Yeah. Oh, I'm mad about it because it has the it has I two of the you. things. That, <laughs> everything's terrible. It has two of the things you love. 
And then another thing that you love, but you don't usually eat with those other two things. And then it it really just is disappointing, kind of sad. Ugh, no. Yeah, I just I think if I put this in my mouth and didn't know any better, I would have a hard time knowing it wasn't just a regular peanut butter cup. So then I wonder if that's if it's that I know that I don't if that's the reason Maybe. why it's tasting so funky to yeah. me. I, but really, I, in the beginning, this is, it does this taste is a, like a peanut butter cup. This is the problem that I have with most special versions of things, unless it's like completely off the wall. Um, it they always they just never go all in. Like it's not going to have like a ton of marshmallow because they want people. They don't want to give you too strong a flavor. I feel like right. this happens all the time with like potato chip flavors, and we'll try them and be like, "Well, that doesn't really taste very." So here's what I'm wondering, or what I'm learning, that we all learned at the same time. So, you know how we've talked about, like, or this just came out in a news, I don't know, I don't know if it wasn't news, but whatever. You know how every time they roll out a new Oreo flavor, we're like, what's with the new Oreo flavors? Well, the thing that they're on to at Oreo is that if you, if they roll out those new flavors, they're not necessarily looking to sell a bunch of those new flavors it's that when the new flavors come out, people start talking about Oreos and it just makes people want their regular Oreos. Yeah. So then they end up selling a ton more plain yeah. regular Oreos. Yeah. So I wonder if that same effect isn't true for some of these other kind of novelty things. Yeah, we know like, that in April we're going to get a peanut butter, peanut butter cup, all peanut butter. Right. Which by all which, accounts is not all that exciting, according to oh, really? early reviews. Which, oh, again, yeah, it's not a surprise, right? Well, because if you want a peanut butter cup, you want a peanut butter cup. You know, you want the thing that you love the way that it tastes, and it's good. Right? You don't want the novelty. Yeah, well, I know some some people, like, for example, I think of the dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Some people really like those. So I know that there are people who like the individual different things. Um I'm hard pressed to think of a snack item where the like special thing I actually like better than the original thing. I can't think of one. Yeah, I just want my original thing. Yeah. Uh, should we go around the room and rate these? Yeah. Who wants to go first? You go. I'm gonna give it a one. Oh my god. I am because it's. Um, I know one is usually ref- like reserved for it gave you a foul experience. Yeah. That was a mildly foul experience for me. It wasn't right. a zero, but it wasn't. I so just, a one. I'm now gonna, I just want a regular peanut butter cup. I'm just going to give it a like solid two and a half. It's like average in candy world. Solid two and a half. Solid two and a half. I'd give it the a little bit of an extra half because the bottom part is, you know, what you everything love. you love. Yeah. Two and a half. Holly, what about you? I'm going to give it a nice number two. Ooh, yeah. a nice number yeah. two. It's edible. That's about what it tasted like. Yeah. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, I liked it more than you did, Colleen, but I'm not going to eat it. And yeah. it's just going to make me thirsty. So I don't really want to eat the rest not of gonna it. Eat it. Not going to eat it. No, that's actually like, yeah, two and below. I, I'm not even going to finish it. Like, this is going to sit in the garbage. Uh, our good friend Panda says she likes the Mallow Top, but I th- she says, I think the Mallow doesn't overpower the Reese's Cup. It's just a light difference. Around Halloween, however, Kit Kat has Witch's Brew, which is all marshmallow flavors, and those were addicting. Okay, so here's what I think I've also learned about myself. I don't really think I like marshmallow-flavored things. I just like a marshmallow. Yeah. And I think it has everything. It could be. Well, it's it's the texture mm-hmm. and the flavor. Yeah. But if I, if it's the flavor with no texture, I don't get excited about that. You need that marshmallow. I, I just like the marshmallow. What? What? Um, I do highly recommend, though, as I said before, if you are in a place where you're making s'mores for any reason, swap out that Hershey bar with some other candy flavors. And I yeah, why not? highly recommend peanut butter cups. So good. Just squash that between your graham crackers. Put your roasty marshmallow on there. I mean, I generally am not a huge s'mores fan because I'm like, this is so much work. And I just would rather eat the chocolate and marshmallow separately and the graham crackers. (laughs) Yeah. And then when the marshmallow gets too toasty, it just tastes like burnt. Well, then, yeah, people burn the marshmallow and it falls off the stick. I I don't know what to do with you people. I'd rather just sit at the picnic table and eat all the things one by one. (laughs) <laughs> great when we return on the colleen and bradley show we can't got wait to some party ce- with everyone this yes, i know right we've got some celebrities behaving badly uh we call them d-bags, d-bags and we're going to tell you all about them when we come back on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 welcome back to the colleen and bradley show here on my talk 1071 streaming live doing everything entertainment at my talk 1071.com colleen lindstrom i'm bradley trainer and we got technical difficulties for just a moment which hopefully we'll be able to figure out no unfortunately we cannot hear you is your computer mic on yeah i thought or the the back of your mic on i thought you were just enjoying my sax solo (laughs) i know i was like (laughs) That's going for a while. Here's what we're going to do. A little on-air production. Bradley. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to launch you into your D-bag. Fabulous. Then I'm going to disconnect and reconnect from Colleen, and we're going to try it again. Fabulous. Let's do it. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Celebrities behaving badly. D-bags, we call them. And my D-bag today is really for the benefit of one Colleen Lindstrom, which is awesome because she can't react to this story, but she will. Don't you worry. We'll make sure we give her ample opportunity to react to the story today, dear listeners, that Hilaria Baldwin, as she predicted, is now saying having two babies at the same time is so fun and cute, although there are definitely challenges Now, uh, until we get to hear directly from Ms. Lindstrom herself, you might remember that uh, she predicted earlier this week that the mom of six 
who just shared photos of her son, Adu, who's five and a half months, and her newborn daughter, Lucia, um, are both babies at the same time. And Colleen was like, now, watch for it. You're going to, I imagine you're going to hear from Ms. Baldwin something akin to, oh, having two babies at the same time is fun and cute, but it's also kind of like having twins. And she used the term uh, Irish twins, you know, when you have... Okay. Oh, there I can Can hear hear you. Okay. Uh, Now I need Holly to mute her thing. There we go. And has realized that having two small babies, quote, is so fun and cute, but there are also challenges. Like Lucia just had an explosion, and I have Eduardo rolling around, so I'm just going to lay here covered in doo-doo. She didn't say doo-doo. Entertaining (laughs) Adu until Adu-doo, until I get a genius idea how to get out of this doo-doo situation. And then she went on to say, and this is what made me think of what you predicted earlier this week, um, that of having her two babies at the same time, it's almost like twins. Okay. So here's here's where I'm going to give her an out. Is that she oh, wow, said you're it's being almost. So kind. I am being kind, but it won't last. So, but she did exactly what you lasts. said she was going to do. Absolutely. So she did say almost, which is whatever. It is what it is. This is her out. But here's my advice to people who are humans: unless you've actually had the experience that you're saying an experience is like, don't say that what you're experiencing is like another yeah. thing. Meaning, for example, in this case, unless you've raised twins, don't say the situation I'm in is like having twins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, listen. I mean, I don't like, care, but I don't have children. So I, and I, I understand yeah, I mean, that I it would I, be offensive if somebody tries to compare, you know, their experience to yours if they haven't even had the experience. Or just like, I mean, I guess like on the, like, I'm not like super, it's not, I'm not offended, but I'm a little bit like, no girl, no, yeah no, it's, it's really just not, it's not the same. It's, it's a unique experience and I want to give you that. And I want to, I, I see you, I see your unique experience. Or but even if you had couched not, it, like it's almost, I imagine like it would be, or similar. I imagine would be helpful. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if yeah. you're going to say something like that, couch it in the phrase of like, I imagine this is similar to having uh, or almost like having uh, twins. I don't know, of course, because I haven't had twins. I mean, generally, right. we all know enough to sort of um, give ourselves, you know, some semblance of distance between an experience we haven't had. Well, and that's the thing is like, like yes, I, I get, again, I understand what she's trying to say, which is this is unique. And I want to honor the uniqueness. But why of couldn't the, you just say that? Right. I don't like, know. Hey, you guys, here's something I didn't plan on. Two babies at yeah. the same time doo-dooing. Yeah. Which is... Like, you don't a, need to a, go quite, into, quite like, adventure. what it's almost like. You could have yeah. just said, this is an adventure I wasn't expecting. Although, then I would I say... I what was going to happen. Then also, I was going to say, um, but you kind of planned it, because I feel like since we're all acknowledging this has to, thanks to math, be a surrogate situation, you knew that this was going to be... I mean, I... Again, I don't know how they happened upon uh, this journey or what the journey was, right? Like how um, this child came into the world. There's, uh, oh. But one imagines there was a heads up that this was a reality going into it. Not that you, we can't be sympathetic 
Um, right. But, I mean, one of your first headlines is how difficult it is for you to be a parent of two babies at the same time. Well, you're, you're kind of what you signed up for. I will tell you that there are, I'm not going to say what the theories are or what the conversations are Why? around because I because I don't want to be like some of them I do feel like I I don't know there is I was reading some people's comments and people are ruthless <laughs> people are talking people are talking people are everybody's talking, talking but, about it but people are ruthless and there is a whole conversation going on about how this F- F- Lucia their their what sixth baby mm-hmm. uh, this newest baby um, was designed to be a girl. Meaning that they wanted another girl. Yeah. And and that's that is an answer to why they chose the surrogate route, why they chose this moment, et cetera. But all the and yeah, like I understand why you don't wanna make it sound like a well, first of all, we don't know. So like right. we don't know, but you know we don't know. But the other thing I would say is like, okay, I mean they, they are privileged. They have sure. resources. That's mm-hmm. an option. Yep. Design away. It's totally fine, right? But, you know, the point, I think, is... Um, but if you're going to be willing to have two babies at the same time, I kind of feel like, you know... Right. You're going to deal that was with... part of your plan. Lots of doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Oof. I, I just don't know why anybody would want to... <sighs> I don't know. That's a lot. It just seems like a lot. That's a choice. There's a lot there. Two well, babies at the same time. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a choice for me. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you just deal with the poop coming your way. You know? It just let um, it fly. You just let it fly. You got to go with it. All right. Uh, would you like to know who my D-bag is? But of course. Chriselle Staus. What is a Chriselle Staus? You know what a Chriselle Staus is because we talked all about her. She's that selling sunset lady who got all like loose-lipped after her divorce from Justin Hartley from This Is Us. And then she was on um, Dancing with the Stars. Well, she started dating Kio Mozepe from Dancing with the Stars. And I don't know because I didn't watch that season because I didn't care enough. If he was her partner on Dancing with the Stars, he must have been. She, he must have been the one that she was paired with on okay. Dancing with the Stars. And, and then they started a romance and yada, yada, yada. Which happens. Well, they, they broke up a week ago. Oh, was this a publationship? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, this is why she's not. That's not why she's my D-bag. Oh, okay. Because they broke up. I mean, whatever. Breakups happen. It's her reaction to the breakup. That is the piece that is making her my D-bag today. Uh, she wants you to know that she is off of men now for a while. She's just... <laughs> She's just done. She's done with she's men. She's going to be single. Sounds very like 20 something, but sure. Like, that's why she's my D-bag. Because it's like, girl. I'm just going to take a time, some time away from men for a while. Because men are just, it's too much. I don't believe it for a second. She's going to have a new boyfriend next week. It's <laughs> all fine. Don't worry about it. But this is just like such a juvenile. And I'm not saying like you don't have that feeling when you break up with somebody. Of course you do. But you don't need to like take such a harsh stance against men because you had a breakup yeah like breakups are normal i well i also just think it's it's just part of that like again haven't been single for a long time but it's that pressure that 
I remember when you're single, there is this pressure for you to couch everything in terms of of like how you're dealing with either being single or looking for a relationship. Like you should always be looking for a relationship or you should have an excuse as to why you're not in a relationship. Like you need to have an excuse. You can't just be right. Like if you are like, you know what? I'm just not interested in having anyone else close to me in my life right now because I've got other things going on. That's a totally legitimate thing. But there is this pressure, I think, especially for people of her, um, uh, in her line of work, right? Like she's a celebrity ish person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is like, this is just like a part of the public facing side of her. So she's got to have like right. this narrative. So this just sounds like, you know, I'm done. I'm not dating. This anymore. is just a storyline. This is not based oh. in any sort of truth. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm not having it when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, let's check in with Megan and Harry and Oprah. Let's see what they're up to. They've got a big weekend coming. And it turns mm. out we have another trailer from their big conversation that we get to assess and critique after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. The My Talk app has everything a My Talker could want. Sure does. A big pink play button to stream every show live. And there's a podcast section so you can listen to all your favorite My Talk shows on demand, including My Talk exclusives like Go Deep in the Shallow and Two Fairy Godfathers. Entertainment news. Show links. A family vacation to Disney World. A $10,000 trip to Rosedale. Wait, what? Uh, let's see. Big pink button, podcast section, entertainment news, show links, trip to Disney World, $10,000 Rosedale shopping spree, a new Sea-Doo watercraft, a Suzuki ATV, a link to the My Talk okay, YouTube Okay, Dawn, tell me what's going on here. It's the My Talk app $10,000 Pick Your Prize Contest. All month long, My Talk app users can register to win a daily $100 cash prize and a chance to win the grand prize, an awesome package of your choosing. If you don't have the app, download and register now. If you do have the app, Register every day to win. The MyTalk app $10,000 Pick Your Prize contest starts March 8th with $100 winners announced every day at 820 and 520. It's the MyTalk app $10,000 Pick Your Prize contest. See the prizes and get the app today. Use MyTalk keyword app. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And I don't know if you guys heard, uh, but this weekend there's going to be a really big, important interview between Oprah Winfrey and what? Harry and Meghan. I know. I so, had no idea. And I Holly, have I've not been publicizing this. Not at all. Uh, and Holly, I forgot to uh, mention there is a trailer embedded in this Daily Mail article. So if you have the ability for us to listen to it at some point, that well, would be Do you great. want the extended clip? I feel like we can listen. Are you guys up for a minute? Sw- do you think they'll swear? I'm pretty sure she doesn't swear. <laughs> Oprah, though. Good to check, though. She's, you no, know. I'm here, for, I'm here for the whole minute. Sure. So this is another clip from the Oprah interview that's going to air on CBS this morning. Uh, or I should say the clipper today on CBS this morning in advance of the interview, which airs. Uh, on Sunday night, and it is a two-hour event wherein the Duchess of Sussex and her husband uh, talk about all sorts of stuff. I do want to say I don't think we learn anything too 
earth shattering in this clip, but I do find a piece of it interesting. So let's have a listen to Meghan Markle as she talks to Oprah in this case about an interview that she uh, that Oprah wanted to do with Meghan a long time ago. Well, I'm not sure if that's what this clip is talking oh. about. Well, then let me make sure I find the clip because for you. here's one. Well, we have options. There are lots of teases. Here's the Duchess of Sussex says what it means to be able to speak for herself. That would be a no. It should be about a minute and a half. Yeah, this is a minute 48. Oh, well, maybe that is it. Well, let's hear what let's Megan have, has to say. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to say- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Say that I called you yeah, this is <laughs> either February or March 2018 before the wedding. Mm-hmm asking uh would you please give me an interview <laughs> and you said i'm sorry it's not the right time mm-hmm. and finally we get to sit down and have I'm, this conversation yeah. well i remember that conversation very well i wasn't even allowed to have that conversation with you personally right there had to be people from the comp sitting there right? everything yeah, there, was- there were other people in the room when i was having that conversation yeah, you turned me down nicely and said uh, perhaps there will be another time when there's the right time. Mm-hmm. What is right about this time? Long pause. Um, really long pause. Well, <laughs> so many things um, that were on the other side of a lot of a lot of life experience mm-hmm. that's happened, and also that we have the ability to make our own choices mm-hmm. in a way that I couldn't have said yes to you then. That mm-hmm. wasn't my choice to make. So as an adult who lived a really independent life to then go into this construct that is um, different than mm-hmm. I think what people imagine it to be, it's really liberating to be able to have the right and the, the privilege in some ways to be able to say yes I'm and, and to I'm say it to for talk. yourself to say it for and yourself. not to have to consult with anybody at this point yeah to yes. be able to just make a choice on your own and just be able to speak for yourself okay so that's thank you holly that oh. is uh, a clip from the interview with megan and oprah so far we i i don't know all the clips that are out there but i've only heard the two that involved megan herself so i'm curious to hear what harry has to say as well this this was like Again, I don't think we learned anything in this clip that we couldn't have probably figured out or assumed. Mm-hmm. So I find it interesting that she's willing to talk, and, and hopefully there's more behind those words in the full two-hour interview. I feel like I did sort of, and I could be wrong, and I could be overthinking this, which are all possibilities. Um, but I felt like there was some sort of like um, indication that this plan had sort of been in place now i again i probably am informed a little bit by what has transpired but when she said that what she said to oprah was when the time is right when she turned down that initial interview because the 
people around her said no. Yeah. There's yeah. something about that that feels like, okay, she like she knew something would change at some point. Oh, that's entirely possible. That conversation. Yeah, or if she just thought, um, by the way, my chair just broke. Oh, okay. Uh-oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> so or, weird. You know, Literally, this chair just broke. It. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, Holly? Oh, I was just going to say, Meghan Markle saying that speaks to the fact that perhaps after they got married and they got settled, maybe perhaps there would be an opportunity to talk to Oprah at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. I, I, here's the other side of that coin, though. When I, you know, when I say like I didn't really learn much, but she also says a lot, but then she doesn't say a lot. What I mean by that is, she's like you can kind of tell what she wants to say, right? When she talks about, well, it wasn't an advantageous time, but maybe now is the time where there's not as much barrier. Like she's still speaking in code, and you have to, mm. you know, because I think she still has some sense that she doesn't want to betray all of the truths that she knows. And I wonder how many more of those truths we're going to hear in this particular interview. And I'm hope you know, like, again, from the curious side of me, I would love to just just tell us, girl, it's okay. Nobody's listening. Just tell us everything. But everything you just said actually is very relatable in the sense that you can't you can leave the royal, but you can't leave the family. Yeah. Right. So like she so they've left their positions as royals but they're still that's still their family mm-hmm. and so to be very careful about how you represent them publicly because you know you're gonna have to be sitting across the table at christmas with them i mean there's something relatable about that yeah. um if you are a person who's in a family that has any level of dysfunction right like you know how to tiptoe around what's really happening so that you don't upset the apple cart so much that you can't exist as a family. Yeah. Well, anymore. certainly that would burn a, you know, bridge that goes beyond their job because essentially what they're trying to do is quit their job but not the family. Mm-hmm. The problem is the right. family is the job, so that's where in the tension lies and that's why I think this interest or this interview has some public interest because, you know, it is a public facing career. Um, And it's not every day that you get to hear what a working family actually looks and sounds like, especially when it's the only of its kind in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, there is no other... Like, I'm sorry, but the Dutch royal family is not having this experience. The Japanese royal family is not having this experience. Mm -hmm. Because there is no other royal family that arises to this level in being so um, uh, visibly public... And also has an audience this large. Yeah. And in America, we have a history with that royal family. Mm -hmm. Right. So like we, you know, we care. Yeah. And she's an American. And so like we're all in. Right. right? Like tell us what it's like for an American to, you know, because every American allegedly supposedly wants to be a princess. Most people would say girls, but there are a lot of little boys who probably want to be a princess, too. So I don't want to leave them out. True. True. <laughs> Many people want to be princess. I do just, I, I do, I, 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 oh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see on Sunday what we actually do learn because I have a sneaking suspicion that we're going to do a lot of that skating up to the edge of something. Oh, yeah. Well, just and think of like her like seeing the silhouettes behind the curtain, but never really seeing what's going on. Like her Lindsay Lowe. I mean, any Oprah interview, right? Like she can yeah. only get what she can get. She's going to be grateful for whatever it is that she gets. 
Um, and it'll be interesting and of note, and we'll all be watching. But because I think this clip, t- this clip sort of gives us the understanding that she's probably not going to do the thing that a she's being accused of unfairly by the British media of like right. trying to damage their family. Because to your point, she is still in this family, so she's not right. You know, if she that doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, exactly. She's a part of the family. When we come back, the most important question you'll answer all day today. Would you rather have a private jet or a private yacht? 651-641-1071. We will take your calls for that very important question after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.